This is Abby Ward with the first look at your evening news here on KCIM. A handoff ceremony was held today at 3.30 to honor the donation of the American Home Shield building to St. Anthony Regional Hospital. The title was signed over to St. Anthony on Tuesday of this week for the building located right off Highway 30 in Carroll. Chief Operations Officer of Front Door Incorporated, Evan Iverson, says with all the employees now remote workers since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, the unoccupied building could be put to better use for the community. As we thought through possibilities, it fit so well that I think other possibilities really didn't matter as much. It seemed the right thing to do, and it grew organically from there. We know the importance that American Home Shield has played in the community, and it's a role we take very seriously. And we know that St. Anthony's plays actually a far larger role within the community. And so being able to support that, being able to find something that allows this building to continue to be an important part of the community, that and that's what resonated with us. CEO of St. Anthony Hospital, Alan Anderson, says the hospital is grateful for the significant donation. While unable to give a finalized plan of what St. Anthony will do with the building, Anderson says the blank canvas given to them opens a door for many opportunities. First one that we're really exploring is our home health and hospice agency. As far as non-clinical or non-patient facing areas, we've talked about IT or information technology department, our information technology analysts, which work within our electronic medical record. As we've talked our patient finance, we've talked our health information management department. Anderson says he has been asking hospital staff for input on what they would put into the new building and mentioned some patient facing department ideas. Therapy thinks it'd be a great idea for them to move out here. Mm -hmm. It's an opportunity if we want to enhance some of the services that we deliver. Outpatient behavioral health has also been mentioned. Anderson says when the final decision is made, he knows it'll uphold the values of the St. Anthony Hospital and American Home Shield's values on serving the community. Continue to enhance the patient experience, whether that is back office non-patient or it is patient-facing things that we move out here. This will allow us some flexibility on that patient experience and enhancing and improving that. St. Anthony and American Home Shield employees attended the event sharing memories from the building and the potential the future brings to the Carroll community. Pictures from the ceremony are included with this story on our website. The deadline for Carroll residents to provide their input on a housing needs assessment for the community is less than two weeks away, and city officials are asking individuals who have not completed one yet to do so at their earliest convenience. The Iowa State University Extension and Outreach Assessment opened in December. City Manager Aaron Quaker says they have received over 100 responses so far, but more are needed. It's important that whoever is living in town or whoever wants to live in town fills out that survey so that we can get a good, broad viewpoint from everybody involved. Quaker says city officials are already well aware that housing is a pressing need for the community. Responses will help direct programs and funding to housing types that are most in demand. But it also gives us a little bit more than just a housing study because it's an assessment. And so the assessment is something that gives us steps and processes to work with to continue to move forward. Rather than just say, hey, you need this many houses in this section and this many houses. It says, all right, here are some steps that you can take to get to that. Quaker says the questionnaire only takes about 15 minutes to fill out and can be found online in several places. 
the survey is on our city website. I think it's even on our uh, Facebook page. If you go back and scroll through it, there's a QR code that you can go and scan, and it'll take you right to it. Just what kind of housing are you looking for? What, what do you want? What do you see as needs for our community? Links to the assessment are included with the story on carolbroadcasting.com. The last day to submit forms is Wednesday, January 31st. The data will be collected and analyzed as part of the city's participation in the Rural Housing Readiness Assessment Program. Two Western Iowa schools were forced to implement safety protocols this week after receiving reported threats of violence. At approximately 9 p.m. on Tuesday, January 16th, the Storm Lake Police Department learned a 12-year-old middle school student at Storm Lake uh, had made a threat on January 4th, the same day as the Perry School shooting, but it was not reported to law enforcement for nearly two weeks. Authorities located and interviewed the student and determined the threat was not credible. Then yesterday, Denison Community School was placed on lockdown after receiving a phone call at the high school warning of a potential threat. Officials determined the incident was a swatting attempt where an individual reports a fake disturbance to solicit a significant law enforcement response to disrupt daily activities. In the Storm Lake case, the juvenile has been charged with threats of terrorism, a Class D felony, and the matter was forwarded to the juvenile courts. Law enforcement reminds students that the threats of violence towards schools are not a laughing matter and are often met with severe consequences. And that has been your first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We'll be back with more right after these messages. Hey, Tommy, what's that saying? Out with the old, in with the new? You got it. We're making room for the new 24 models, so we're taking up to 18% off 23 Jeep Gladiators and 15% off 23 Ram Bighorns. So that means over $9,000 off Bighorns, and every 23 model is heavily discounted. Everyone needs to hurry in and take advantage of these great deals. You've got that right. Huge discounts and free oil changes for life. Champion, where everybody wins. Stewart Memorial Community Hospital and McCrary Rose Clinics are proud to announce the growth of their orthopedic services. You can now schedule a consultation with Dr. Elijah Miller and nurse practitioner Lacey Crimmins every Thursday in Lake City. Joint replacement, fracture care, and sports medicine close to home. When you need orthopedics, choose excellence. Choose Stewart Memorial. Call 464-7907 today. This is Abby Ward with the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into your stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast and some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at snow likely mainly before 7 p.m. 70% chance of snow. New snow accumulations of less than half an inch possible. Most cloudy with the low around negative 6. Wind chill values as low as negative 25. Wind gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. Tomorrow, we're looking at mostly cloudy and cold with a high near 4. Wind chill values as low as negative 25. Blustering winds with wind gusts as high as 24 miles per hour. And just to note, we are in a winter weather advisory now until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. And then a wind chill advisory starting later tonight into tomorrow afternoon. Looking at Friday night, it's going to be mostly clear with a low around negative 18. Wind chill values as low as negative 30. And heading into Saturday, sunny and cold with a high near 1. And Saturday night, partly cloudy with a low around negative 11, breezy. 
in some weather facts for you. Yesterday's high was at 21 degrees set sometime in the afternoon. And yesterday's low was 4 at, recorded at 7 a.m. Uh, sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.44 a.m. And the record high for temperature was set back in 1951 at 55 degrees. While the record low was negative 26 set back in 1967. And now let's take a look at your evening news. Legislative leaders are meeting at the State House as Governor Kim Reynolds' proposed reforms to Iowa area education agencies are being prepared. The bills, which will move through the House as House Study Bill 542 and the Senate as Senate Study Bill 3073 were developed based on feedback from parents, legislators, school superintendents, and teachers. Reynolds met with the House Speaker Pat Grassley, Senate Majority Leader Jack Whitaver, and House and Senate Education Committee chairs and members to discuss the two pieces of legislation. The initial bills propose automatically shifting control of state and federal special education funding back to the individual schools, districts, and away from the AEA. Under Reynolds' plan, AEAs will continue to provide the special education services they currently do, but oversight of their operations will move to the Iowa Department of Education. AEAs can continue to provide general education services if requested by the districts and approved by the Department of Ed. Reynolds says schools and parents know their students best, and this bill ensures they are in the driver's seat in deciding how best to support their students. This model will give schools control over their money and create more transparency in the system, while also ensuring AEAs can provide the educational support some schools rely on. I appreciate the House and Senate Education Committee's willingness to work together on the bill, and I look forward to subcommittee hearings as soon as possible. The move to reform the AEAs arose after a review found special education students in Iowa perform well below expectations despite per-student spending being $5,300 higher than the national average. Opponents of the bill argue that AEAs provide vital services, especially to rural districts, and the governor's plan will re- remove resources from the schools and students who need it most. January is Blood Donor Month, and LifeServe Blood Center is asking community members to recognize the lives saved through blood donations. Due to the recent winter weather, LifeServe reports that nearly 3,000 lives will be affected as canceling drives and adjusting hours or closing donor centers have caused a loss about, of about 1,000 units. Blood donations serve people involved in significant blood loss, such as surgery or a major accident. Conditions involving red blood cells like sickle cell disease and cancer and cancer treatment patients. While all blood types are needed for blood donation, B negative and O negative are critically low and desperately need people with that blood type to donate. First United Methodist Church in Carroll is hosting a blood drive this Friday from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. St. Anthony Hospital wants to remind everyone that they host a blood drive every other month on the second Monday, with February 12th being the next. To schedule a blood donation appointment, visit lifeserveBloodCenter.org or by calling 800-287-4903. Fuel prices in the state continued to trend downward slightly as this week's report from the Iowa Department of Agriculture and AAA Iowa As of Wednesday, January 17th, the average price for a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline was down $0.04 to $2.73. 
Prices are down 46 cents from a year ago and remain 36 below the national average of $3.09 per gallon, a one cent increase on the week. Average Iowa diesel prices dropped by one cent to $3.59 per gallon compared to the $4.17 per gallon prices from a year ago. Nationally, prices averaged 35 cents higher than Iowa at $3.94. Wholesale ethanol held steady at $2.16, and heating fuels propane prices dropped by one cent to $1.56 per gallon. Home heating oil slipped 19 cents to $2.83 per gallon, and natural gas prices at the Henry Hub reporting site fell 19 cents to $2.83 per MMBTU. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting. Everybody, please be safe out there with that winter weather. 